we want to welcome everybody back in for afternoon service and we thank God for the good meat we had this morning, good preaching, good singing, and good meal. Uh, we just enjoyed fellowship and eating uh, dinner. And uh, I'm telling you, I'm excited about the afternoon church and uh, glad to have everybody. Got so many uh, churches represented. And uh, I sat there and decided to name all of them that I could see. And when I got up here, I chickened out. If I just say everybody's welcome, I don't miss anybody. And uh, thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate everybody cheering. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and turn over to the choir and let them sing. And then uh, after they're done and I get back up, we're going to uh, just open up a singing. Let anybody sing that's got anything on their heart for a little while. And then we'll turn over to Brother Larry and sing with him. Some of his folks had to leave, but some of them are still here. And uh, we appreciate them. They can just sing all they want to and feel like then we'll turn it over to him and uh, hear him preach again, God willing. And so right now, let's just really pray. We're going to turn it over to the choir. Page 276.
lines, but in this song here it says, so I heeded his voice. Yeah. I'm so glad I heeded his voice one time. I've heeded to a lot of voices in my life, but that one right there changed my whole eternal destiny. Amen. 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 At this time, we'll have our choir come down and we'll turn over to the Thank the Lord for the choir. Well, that was real sweet. We appreciate them singing and what they're singing about and the spirit they sang with. It's good to be back in church for the afternoon service. and We appreciate everybody that stayed from the morning service over to the afternoon service. Likewise, we appreciate those that come from our sister churches. Uh, they had church at their church this morning, uh, came over here to be with us this afternoon, and we got a great crowd. And I, well, I'm looking forward to what the Lord's giving us this afternoon. I already appreciate the choir singing. I think right now what I feel like doing is just go ahead and open it up to special singing. Uh, if you've got a song on your heart, uh, feel free to come. And like we said, and we'll turn it over to Larry and his singers. and uh, They can sing anytime they want to. They can even come right now if they want to. But whoever feels like singing, come sing. And then uh, maybe, they'll, maybe Larry and his folks will sing some before he gets back up to preach. And uh, we're looking forward to the singing and the preaching. So who'd feel like singing? Just come ahead and, and follow the Lord and uh, sing what's on your heart. And uh, anybody. Let's pray for them. Appreciate them. Pray for them while they come. Lord, I thank you for the valleys and every storm you brought me through. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for being there every time I've needed you. 
the song and the testimony that stirs my heart and uh, pray for them while they come
coming. I'll go ahead and mention this. We got some folks come in from Athens, and we appreciate them. And I jotted some down. I got some from Living Word and Continental, Pleasant View, Faith, Lafayette. And if I missed anybody, I apologize. But I just thank God for our sister churches. We need each other. And you might not even think about it sometimes, but when you just make a little effort uh, to fellowship and go and support and be with people, it makes us all stronger. Thank you for being here. Pray for them. Is this on? Thank you. Give me a little volume there, Doug. Uh, Brother Larry was talking about his dad this morning. It took me back. It's been probably 20 years ago uh, that the Lifeboat Singers and, and Brother Brent came here and, and Brother Larry was here for our homecoming. Yeah. And, um, and I'll never forget that day. Brother Brent just kept bragging on how good the choir was singing. And uh, he mentioned, boy, I sure would like to lead a choir like that. And before the day was over, he got to lead a, a, a verse yeah. a song, and he yeah, was so amen. tickled. And uh, the other thing about that day that really stuck with me, Brother Larry, uh, was your mom sang a song about, I'm holding letters yeah. in my hand. Yeah. She would hold the Bible yeah. and sing that song. And, uh, I guess that might have been the only time I was ever in church with your mom and dad. Yeah. Maybe it was another time, but uh, that left a lasting impression with me. And uh, God's people pointing other people right. on towards yeah. heaven uh, yes, sir. is important. Um, I thought today that I would, especially after my wife so eloquently uh, talked about my experience a year ago, I thought, well, I probably won't have to say anything about that. <laughs> and you've all, most of you have heard it before, but uh, I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I knew I was having a heart attack. And I collapsed, and Becky heard me, and she came through, and when she got to me, I had come back too, and I thought, as I was laying there on the floor, I thought, I'm having a heart attack, I might die, and I never had any fear of dying at that point. Now, I was hoping to get to the hospital, and, and they would get me fixed up, and I'm thankful they did, but I'm so glad that that trip... Yeah that I was that close to taking had no fear because I knew where I was going. If it, if it was my time, I knew where I was headed. So you pray for us. This song says, I don't dread the trip home. Say hey. 
the Lord for that good song, those good words. And if you're saved by God's grace and know you are, you don't dread the trip home. If you're not saved, you dread the trip where you're going. But if you're here today and not saved, and God's spirit moves like it's been moving and it is moving, if God just touches your heart, just even the tiniest bit, come seeking him. You can get saved. Okay. When I mentioned those churches, well, I don't know if I mentioned live, uh, I don't know if I mentioned Lighthouse or not, but we got some folks from Lighthouse here, and sure, thank the Lord for them too. And uh, maybe got some others. I'll keep looking around. Maybe I'll catch up on the rest of them. But it's good to be here and good to feel the Spirit. Anybody else feel like singing? Anybody else? Well, I think I'll just turn over to Brother Larry and you come if you. You and your folks want to sing, sing all you want to, and then preach all you want to. Been a request for the youth group to get up and sing. And, uh, boy, I, uh, I appreciate that. I'm always glad to hear the youth group sing. So I'll tell you what, really, really, really pray for them while they come.
Until the day they're reunited As they gathered round the throne We have the hope And His name is Jesus Death has no power For He holds the songs and God's good sweet spirit all the way through the morning service all the way through this service I think it would be a good time to turn over to our preaching brother we're just going to turn over to brother Larry just come ahead and do anything you feel like bless you preacher I love you love you buddy and young people that encouraged me that really encouraged me I, I want to thank you uh, you know, there's a, there's a first time 
for for everything in our in our lives. Uh, you know, after after the Lord saves us, uh, I remember I've never forgotten the first time that the pastor called for altar prayer. You know, I'd never I'd never done that, but I so wanted to, but I didn't do it. You know, I was embarrassed. Uh, maybe people look at me like I was trying to be something. I remember that. Uh, but that feeling, never it never did leave. And so it wasn't long. The pastor would call. He'd say, let's have a family altar prayer. And I remember the first time coming up. And then it wasn't long after that. I remember the first time when the pastor said, I wonder, is there anyone here that's got a prayer request on your heart? You know, and I had one. I had, I had a good friend, one of my dearest buddies that I, I would, uh, you know, just would run with. And I wanted him to get saved. I wanted him to have what I have. And uh, so he was on my heart. And, but I didn't say a word. You know, I was afraid, well, they'll, they'll think I'm trying to preach or something. There's no way I'm going to speak out. But that wouldn't go away. So it wasn't long. I had my first time. Preacher asked, Anybody have a prayer request? And I said, I do. I've got a prayer request. I've got a friend that needs the Lord. And that was my first time. And there's been a lot of, a lot of first times as a, as a Christian growing up. And then, you know, later on, certainly the Lord started calling me to preach. And I told him, absolutely no way. I said, Lord, Mom and Dad had three boys, and I'm the least that would be picked out to do that. There is no way, Lord. But he wouldn't quit. And so I eventually had to, <laughs> my first time, had to step out on faith and do what God would have me do my first time. A lot of first times. So I want to encourage the young people, the youth, uh, don't let youth or the youth of life Stop you from serving the Lord. Uh, I, I apologize, Brother Terry. I asked Brother Terry, he's sitting right here, and I said, do you have a youth choir? Well, I actually read a poster back there, going to have youth, uh, you know, uh, practice all the youth to be such and such. I, I read that on the board. So I already knew you had a, had a youth choir, uh, but, but I just wanted to hear you say it. And I said, do you have one? He said, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah, we've got a youth. That, that stirred me the way he done it. Almost scared me. Yeah, buddy, we've got a youth choir. I, that, that encouraged me because I knew, uh, Brother Terry, that you all had a good youth choir. And uh, so I appreciate the young people. And I appreciate the ones that, uh, there, there's a first time for some of you that stood in the youth choir. There'll be a day coming sooner or later and they'll call for the youth choir and you won't be able to stand up with them. You'll get a little older and get a little miles. Uh, that'll be your first time. That's the way life goes. So why not enjoy all the things that God gives us? Why not? Why not enjoy it? Brother Terry asked me to, to mic up, and I appreciate that. And then I thought, about two seconds later, after he asked me that, I thought, Oh, my goodness, the way I ate out there. I said, Brother Mike, I'll just use the mic here, Brother Terry. Uh, I doubt there'd be much running the way I ate out there. 
they'll, they'll probably won't be much running. If somebody sees me running, just remind me how much I ate back there at the homecoming. Church, that was fantastic. What a, what a fantastic meal. But I do have some scripture on my heart. I had, uh, had some other scripture on my heart. And while we're reading and just, you know, visiting, I came back in. The Lord laid this on my heart, so I quickly found it. And so I want to ask you, if you will, if you got your Bible, turn with me to Acts writing chapter 26. Acts writing chapter 26. This is what the Lord has laid on my heart. And then after I preach uh, or testify or whatever what God wants me to do, afterwards, Sister Linda is going to sing for us, How Great Thou Art, uh, if, if the Lord will help her. I know he will. But she's going to sing, How Great Thou Art. I was asked uh, by someone else that had that same song. He said, do you know it? And I said, it's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite. Uh, and after I heard the history of the song, how it came to be, then I really fell in love with the song, How Great Thou Art. It's one of my favorite too, brother. So I'm sure we, two of us together, we can convince her to sing it. Chapter 26. Sooner or later, for you that are saved, maybe I haven't been saved in a while, the young people, I don't know why the Lord is leading me in this direction, but there'll be a day come also that it's going to be your first time that you're going to reach out to someone and you're going to share your testimony. There'll be a first time for that. Somebody, sooner or later, maybe on a job or in school or something, they'll, uh, you know, the conversation piece will come up are you a Christian? And you'll get to share that for the first time. You'll, you'll get to do that. You'll get to witness for the first time. And so, uh, like I mentioned, I don't know why the Lord's impressing me this way, but, but it's all right. So I, I'm just going to follow the Lord. Uh, you might, uh, the devil might even say, oh, you can't do that. You can't speak out like that. You, you don't know what to say. Well, he might be right in a sense. Uh, maybe you don't know a lot of, of Bible. Maybe you can't tell them what book, what chapter. But you've got a, you've got a testimony. Uh, and it's different from anyone else's. Uh, I asked Brother, Brother Terry while we were eating, I, I want to know a little bit about the history of the church. And I, I said, Brother Terry, was the church founded here on this ground, this plot of ground? He said, no. Uh -uh. He told me about the history of the church. Uh, and he went on talking about the church, you know, the moves and the expansions that the church has made down through the years. And it was, it was nice to hear that. Brother Terry said, I went back to the, to the spot where the original church sat. And Brother Terry said, there's, there's an old block building there. And Brother Terry said it like this. He said, but that's where I got saved. And, and so I tuned in. Uh, and he said, I went back, but he said, there's nothing there. It's just a parking lot now. And, and he said, I, I went over to an area, and he said, I remember where that altar sat. Just about where the, the exact spot where that altar sat. And he said, then I looked down, and there was a crack in the pavement. And he said, in that very place right there, he said, there was a weed that had grown up out of the crack, and there was a flower on the end of that weed. And he said, that was where I got saved. 
So uh, his testimony is so different from mine. I did not get saved there. Uh, others in the church, your, your testimony and, and where the Lord saved you, it's different. No one was saved exactly like you were saved, though we were all saved the same way. You're either going to go through the blood or you're not going to go. That's a fact. There's no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. I've never seen a time or a day like we live in. Now, everybody's going to, have, going to go to heaven. Uh, the more funerals that they call me to preach... And some of these people, I know their life. They've never been to church that I could ever recall. They've never had a good word to say about the Lord. I've been around them when they used bad language. So I have no thought of all that they have a testimony or hope. But boy, as soon as we get into the mortuary and meet with the family, the family said, oh, I'm so glad they're out of all their heartaches now and uh, we'll see them in heaven. That's not so. If you've not been born again, you're not going to go to heaven. Amen. It's not, it's not going to happen. So I want to say right now, the only way that there is to go is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Why, if there was another route, his death and his crucifixion was all in vain, but, but he didn't die in vain. I say praise the Lord. Do you know what? The Lord would have went through all of that if I would have been the only one that would believe it. Uh, you can go to hell uh, not believing in what he done for you. You can go to hell uh, knowing that that's what he done for you, but if you don't believe it with all of your heart and ask the Lord in to forgive you of your sins you're not going oh my goodness heaven doesn't have uh, you know uh, different uh, choices of doors Jesus said I am the door there's only one door Jesus said I'm it Oh my goodness, uh, nobody had a testimony like Paul the Apostle. Uh, his testimony is so different from mine. I, I, I've never been on the road to Damascus. I know Brother Terry and Sister Linda, you probably went on that very spot where he was on his journey to Damascus, different ones that have gone to Jerusalem and, and walked those uh, places and visited. Uh, you've been to the very spot. I've never been there. I doubt very much I'll get to go. Uh, it doesn't look like I'm going to go. Matter of fact, I'm too afraid to go. Just be, just tell like it is. I could go, but I'm just too scared to go. I'm not going on a boat either. I'm just afraid. Uh, I read about a preacher that went on a, a cruise and they threw him overboard and he was Jonah. Uh, so I'm not going on a boat either. There's a lot of fear that I've got for a preacher, but but one I don't. I'm I'm going to get to heaven. Uh, but but uh, Apostle Paul was on the road to. Damascus. He was on the road. We all know of the history there out of Acts chapter 26. Boy, I feel the Holy Spirit brewing. Do you feel that? Oh, it's just a brewing. And I praise God for it, but he's on the road to the, uh, to Damascus and he had letters. And, and if he found a Christian, whether man, woman, boy, or girl, and you were uh, sharing that you had a hope or, or if you were testifying that you're a Christian, uh, that you uh, believe 
believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. I, I ran into a gentleman one time, and he wasn't a Baptist, he wasn't a Methodist, he wasn't a Christian, he was of another complete different faith, uh, and he started talking about the old scripture, and I just fell right in there, and we, we spoke of Abraham, we, we talked about Isaac, we spoke of Jacob, we talked about the children of Israel, uh, and, and I thought, boy, this is good, and he was beside himself, hey, he said, how do you know all about this, and I, I said, it's the old Bible, and he said, right, I said, now let's get on to Jesus Christ, he said, oh, he was a good prophet, I said, oh, my brother, he, he, he was more than a prophet, I said, he was God's son, amen, a matter of fact, he was God, but, but he was man, hallelujah, I, I'm, I'm like Job, I, he was the day's man, he was the man in the middle betwixt, how when Job needed a man, how that he could speak to God, he said, I have no man, but there was a day's man, and Job, the, what that is, is a mediator, uh, somebody that could speak the languages you can't speak, it's like me going to see the doctor, the doctor walks in, tells me what's wrong with me, and I have no idea, I need an interpreter, I need a mediator, when the doctor leaves, he'll Debbie can break it down, she'll say, well you got this, you got that, I think, why didn't he tell me that, it's because I can't communicate to him. He can't communicate to me. But I'm glad when I couldn't get to God, God sent his son to get to me that I could bow before his son and his son could get me to God. I say, wow. Paul didn't get saved like I got saved. I, I'm talking about in the same place. Paul's was different. Uh, verse number 15, we're going to jump right in there. Uh, this is what Paul's uh, testimony was. It says, and I said, uh, no, we better back up. I, I just I got to those red words. You know what I mean? It caught my attention. We'll back up here. It says uh, this out of verse number 14, chapter 26. It says, and when we were all fallen to the he said, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the prick. Let's read on. He said, and I said, who art thou, Lord? He said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. He said, but arise, stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things which I will appear unto thee. He said, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles and to whom I now send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from the darkness to the light, from the power of Satan unto God, and that they may receive uh, forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Paul said the day the Lord spoke to my heart, he said he stopped me on that road to Damascus. Wherever he went, he shared his testimony. We know the knowledge of the Apostle Paul. 
it's, uh, it still unravels me today when I get into the Scripture and I start reading some of Romans and I think I don't get it. I don't understand that. And I'll read it over and I'll read it over and I'll read it over and I'll walk away and I'll say, God, I, I still don't understand that. Later on, maybe the next day or so, the Holy Spirit will reveal that. It's amazing to me, but, but the Apostle Paul was at a place in his life. I talked about it this morning. He wasn't, he was, he was zealous. He was religious. He, he was a keeper of the law. He was doing everything right. But Paul said, I count it all loss that I may win Christ. Paul, uh, the, the Lord struck Paul there on that road to Damascus. And there was an old preacher named Ananias. He was scared to death how God was going to give him a job. He said, I want you to go down there to the street called Straight. He said, by the way, there's a man by the name of Saul down there. He's waiting on you. And Ananias said, wait just a minute, Lord. He's the one that persecutes the church. He knows he knew what he's up against. He said, oh no, he's waiting on you. He said, he's wanting to pray. Ananias went on down there. It was his first time to witness to somebody of the stature of Paul. But Ananias just obeyed the Lord. Church, I want to remind us here at Miss, you know, Lima Missionary Baptist Church, let's keep following the Lord. He knows what the need is. Hallelujah. Oh, Paul just was sharing his testimony of what and how the Lord had blessed him. But now we're going to read of a man that was listening. His name was a king, uh, King Agrippa. Uh, there was another man there. And upon this, O oh, King Agrippa, was I not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but showed first to, to them in Damascus and at Jerusalem. He said, and throughout all the coast of Judea, then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn unto God and do the works meet for repentance. For these causes the Jews caught me in the temple, went about to kill me. Paul's just talking about some of the things he had to go through as in a trial of being a child of God or being a minister for the Lord. I tell you what, it's not an easy road. It's not been a road paved with roses. It's not been all, all fun and games on this journey. It, there's been some rough time. There's been some horrible situations. I've done few Brother Terry, I wouldn't go back and, and want to have to do some of those ever again. Some of those coffins about this big. Mom and dad, I don't, I, you know, I, I still think about those things. I don't want moms and dads that's lost their children to drugs and, you know, and they're, they're just which, at which I wouldn't want to go back. There's a lot of things being a minister I don't want to go back and do, but the Lord gave us strength to do them. There is a season and a time for everything that we have to go through with the Lord. Here Paul was standing in front of the accusers, uh, King Agrippa and, and Felix himself. And, and Paul was telling them what the Lord had done for him. I want to say you've got a testimony. Share it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Share it. Uh, I want to encourage you to share it. Just uh, let's tell folks what the Lord's done for. Tell folks what job you've got to do for the Lord in the church. All right. Uh, I want to get down to this particular word. I I'll rush through this. All right, verse 24. Uh, I didn't get much time. The Lord does that to me. Sometimes he'll just say, I want you to preach this, and he don't let me 
go back and dig much time on it. You know what I mean? And, and so I just have to step out on faith. Verse 24 says this, And as he thus spake for himself, Festus <laughs> said with a loud voice, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning do make thee mad. He said, Paul, you've lost your mind. Paul, you're slipping. Paul, we know how dedicated you were as a Jew. Paul, you're, you're losing your mind. Uh, and, and verse 25, he said, but, but he said, I'm not mad. Most noble Festus, but I speak forth the words of truth and soberness. For the king knoweth of these things before whom I also I speak freely. For I am persuaded, and that's the big word that that the Lord lay on my heart persuaded. You know, this morning, I begged you, Brother Terry begged you. We were trying to persuade you in coming to the Lord. We were trying to persuade you in the fact that this very well could be your last opportunity that the Lord would ever knock on your heart. Uh, it very well could be your last opportunity. Uh, I, I was uh, working on a gentleman's house. He's grown man now, but but he recognized me. This is a, a few years Back. I was working on his house and he recognized me. He said, did you ever come to such and such church and preach? I said, yeah, in a revival once. I said, did you go there? He said, I, I was there. He said, I'll never forget that revival. I said, did you get saved? He said, no, but the Lord wanted me to. I said, did you get saved later? He said, no, I'm still not saved. He said, I've never felt the Lord knock on my heart since that day. I said, you go to church, don't you? He said, no, I gave up on it. I, and it was the saddest note. And I said, "Give me your number. <laughs> Give me your phone number because I want to. I want to call and I want to encourage you uh, to go back to church." And I thought, "How foolish and how dangerous it is to get to that point." But you know, it, it is a dangerous thing uh, to say no to the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, God don't. He doesn't have to ever come back and deal with you. But but uh, that's our responsibility. Do these things. Uh, but the word is, for I'm persuaded that none of these things are hidden from this thing was done, was not done in a corner. Paul said, I'm persuaded to believe that you know this. Uh, all of this, the gospel, the, the crucifixion, God sent his son, it wasn't tucked off in a corner with the curtains folded over it, uh, just whispering about. It was brought right out in the, in the open. Oh my goodness, King Agrippa, believe it thou the prophets I know that thou believest uh, but, but verse 28 he gives a report King Agrippa gives his own then Agrippa said to Paul almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian almost <laughs> almost I believe that hell is going to be filled with some folks and and they're going to say, almost, I almost got saved in Lima, Ohio. I almost got saved in Muncie, Indiana. 
I almost got saved one time down in Kentucky. I almost got saved in Tennessee. I almost got saved in a revival. I almost got saved in a homecoming. I want to say this this afternoon. If you're here and you're not saved, I pray that you will be persuaded. I'm like the Apostle Paul later on over in Romans he said I am fully persuaded he told Timothy he said I'm completely persuaded that what I trusted the Lord with he shall keep oh my goodness you need to be persuaded today I want to ask you will you come that's the message brother Terry that's it
I see the stars and I hear the rolling thunder. Somebody needs to come. Thy powers throughout the universe display. Then sings my God, how great thou art. 
need to come so bad. Please come. Don't be almost persuaded, but come all the way. Come on home. How great Help us, Jesus. When it gets to that verse, yeah, I can't find it. Amen. When Christ shall come yeah. with shouts of acclamation, wow! Amen. Then take me home. Yeah, We're going <laughs> I'm not home. going like this. Just so you know. Oh no, there's going to be a change. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. I believe in the resurrection. Yeah. Brother. Amen. Yeah, there's going to be a change because I can't go like. Amen. Hallelujah. I, Amen. I better quit. <laughs> oh, man. Just keep going. Amen. That's a good one. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the preaching, the singing, the testifying, for those powerful spirit of God. In just a minute, I'm going to ask for another song. But I want to say this to you. I probably won't quote this exactly right, but get it close enough. <clears throat> After Agrippa, King Agrippa, oh, yeah. said to Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Paul said back to the king, I would that you and these others with you was not only almost, but altogether such as I am, but without these bonds. Now picture this with me. I want you to picture this. Here was a king standing, and here was a man that was a prisoner in bonds. And the man that was in bond, that was a prisoner, said to the king, wished you was like me. To the world standing by, that probably looked silly. But how much better shape that Paul was in than King Agrippa was in. King Agrippa might have thought he was a big shot because he was a king. But he was lost and on the way to hell. And Paul uh, was a king down in his soul. He had eternal life and he was on his way to heaven. Uh, boy, uh, uh, he didn't like being bound up as a prisoner. Uh, he wasn't like that, but he was willing to do it so that he could testify to the people he needed to. So listen to me today. If Paul could say to that king, I would just like me, I would you and these other folks, right? wish you not, wasn't just almost like me, but all together like me. What was he saying? I wish you had in your soul what I got in my soul. That's what this preacher's been preaching about. And boy, I'm telling you what, uh, God blessed him to preach powerful conviction here, and it's good. Uh, if somebody can get saved today if you'll just step out and come to Jesus. Sing when you're ready. Somebody needs to come. Don't stand back and die lost. Praise God. I'm glad. I'm glad I got some of the blood out of the fountain. Praise God.
Praise God. Amen. Amen. Come back up here, Brother Larry, and stand with me. Come back up here. Praise the Lord. I appreciate God's servant preach the gospel through the power of the Spirit. Don't be almost persuaded. What a great message. God's calling somebody. I'm feeling calling somebody. It's your move. Don't turn it away. Please don't go away lost. Come to Jesus. Amen. I've been praying for our homecoming is that God would give us a powerful spirit of conviction calling the people that's lost and needs to come and get saved. My, did God ever answer that prayer request? I mean, beyond my expectation, the conviction's so great. And uh, I just thank God for, for calling and speaking to people's hearts. And, uh, uh, you know, God won't make people come to him and, he didn't tell us to try to make people come to him. That's not the way it works. But God's Holy Spirit moves through the church. When the gospel is preached and the church prays and God moves through his church and that, that feeling goes out and touches people's hearts and lets them know that they need to get saved, that they're lost and on the way to hell. And if they want to go to hell, they've got to get saved. God's done that powerfully, powerfully today. And I thank him for it. You want to say anything else, preacher? No, I want to say thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. George been to be here with you all again. Yeah, man. Thank you for the wonderful, wonderful food. Yeah. Good fellowship. Thank God for the sweet spirit. Yeah. You're perfect. That's been I would have liked to have seen 10 or 12 saints. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord for the preaching, the singing, the Holy Spirit. My goodness. Okay. Anything else on anybody's heart? Pray for him. Got another song. You know, and, and, and God perhaps, and I expect so, uh, gave this song, this impression for this song. I expect God gave this, uh, giving you time to extend the invitation. Saying, you can still come to me. I, I've extended the time out. We're here just a little bit longer than you thought we might be. And I did that to speak to your heart. I kind of picture it that way. So, while they sing, if there's anything, listen, if you're lost and need to get saved, if you're saved and need to rededicate your life, if you're here and need to join the church, whatever you need to do, if God's give you something to do, do it. 
And, and don't be defeated by the devil. Go ahead. Bless them, Lord. Listen. David sang the praises of the glory of Jehovah. Yeah. Paul preached yeah. that all is lost, save knowing Christ. Amen. Yeah. Little John Listen. said he is precious. I can feel it. Somebody's telling me to come. Come on. Come on. Let me tell you something. This might sound shocking. But if you die and go to hell, it'll be your own fault. Nobody has to die and go to hell. from God. Somebody needs to come to love. Don't put yourself in a bad spot like that. But come and seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Come on. Let's, let's, let's move. How many sermons yeah, listen. can be preached about this Jesus? How many seven of our grandkids were here at Lima Church. Yeah. This is one of them, and I thank God for it. But they've all moved away. They've uh -huh. all grown up. Most of them are all married. Six of the grandkids are married now. But this is another season in our life. Amen. And we've got great grandbabies coming along, and we're thankful for them. We've got yeah. six of them now. Yeah. God's been really good to us and blessed us, and pretty soon we'll be gone from here. Amen. But God, if he stays and keeps people on this earth, I want to see 
my grandkids and great-grandkids, I want to see them serving the Lord. Amen. If I'm not here, I want them to still be serving the Lord Amen. and showing people because showing their children and showing their children's children what God means to them. Amen. And did I mention that I love them? Amen. Thank the Lord. Anybody else got something on your heart? Let me ask this question. Uh, I was trying to remember. Uh, Don, is your homecoming next week? Okay. Uh, homecoming at Continental Missionary Baptist Church next week, and I believe uh, Mikey Jackson and uh, Levi Hunter is going to be preaching that. Okay. So remember that. Pray for that homecoming. Pray for those men who are going to be preaching it. And if I'm remembering correctly, uh, the fourth Sunday this month we're having a homecoming at Athens. Is that right? And Mike Sutton is going to be preaching? Okay. Now, there's a weekend between there I can't remember, so if, if there's a homecoming there, somebody will have to help me. Uh, okay, I'm, I, I just I just asked Brother Don if Continentals was next week. That's okay, and uh, uh, and then then Athens is the fourth Sunday, but then uh, there's a Sunday in between there I think that I didn't get maybe. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, keep those in mind. Pray for those, and if you get a chance to go to them, good churches. And, uh, okay, uh, glad to have everybody. Uh, anything else on your heart? Uh, just one more thing I want to do. Brother Larry, come back up here. <clears throat> Brother Larry probably doesn't uh, know how many preachers he was preaching to. If you're, if you're here and you're a preacher, I want you to hold your hand up big and tall. And you look all over the house. Good. And I... <laughs> And how many preachers you've been preaching to? Well, I'm glad you've done that now. <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably told you, no, I don't have a message. I might sing a verse or two. Or <laughs> I just so, thought, what I, a blessing that was. Amen. God bless y'all. We're all in this together. Amen. Amen. Yep, we're all in together. And I right. just keep holding up that bloodstained banner. Amen. Get as many of them saved as we possibly can. Amen. If you're ever around our neck of the woods, you're in Muncie, Indiana. Yeah. If you want to go to college there, we have one. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to go fishing, we have a few ponds. But if you want to go to church, you find Cornbread Road. How about that? That's where the church is. Right. There's two Baptist churches on Cornbread Road. You get the one, I'm not there. You went to the wrong one. <laughs> go, so go, go but, to the other one? Yeah, but Brother Jerry, he'll, he'll preach you good. Okay. And then he'll send you on down the road the following week. All right. All right. I appreciate that much. Okay. Anything else? Words or announcements before we come to close? Okay. Need help putting the tables and chairs up if uh, when we dismiss it here. If you've got time and energy and you go out and help with that, that would be greatly appreciated. I want to say this. I appreciate all the work that's been done leading up to and taking care of the homecoming, putting the tables, the chairs up, cleaning, uh, and uh, the people that's worked out there and done so much. I just, well, I just can't, uh, I can't put it in words. It means a lot. And so if you get a chance and after church is over here, if you want to go out and help with that, that'll be greatly appreciated. Okay, anything else? Yeah. If if you guys didn't get a chance to eat, they still food out there. And uh, okay, all right. And you can go eat even if you already ate. You can go have some more. <laughs>